0: It's been said that the questions that Jesus asks in the Gospels are in some way more important than any answer that we could give. And today Jesus asks one of those most profound questions. As he simply turned to these two men and asked them, what are you looking for? On the surface, very basic, simple question. But it goes so much deeper. And it impacts the totality of our lives. What are you looking for? We say that the human person is religious by nature. Which means we desire something more for our life than just what the physical stuff presents. I mean, we know this. When we're bored and we think we're hungry and we open the pantry and then we open the refrigerator and in five minutes do it again and in half an hour do it again, we're looking for something. We're seeking something. And we oftentimes don't know what it is that we're seeking. The reply that John and Andrew gave in the gospel seems to indicate that they too did not know what they were looking for. Because they answered with, Well, wh- where are you staying? Doesn't necessarily follow the question that Jesus asked. In your life, in your journey with Jesus, have you experienced him asking you this question? Have you been like Andrew and John, following something, following someone? They were disciples of John the Baptist because they were anticipating the coming of the Messiah. They were looking for something and John the Baptist gave them the promise that it was near. So they began to follow him. But then he, John the Baptist, redirected his disciples to the one thing that they were truly looking for. And today, Andrew and John were anxious and willing and quickly responded to that invitation. They knew what they were looking for. In our first reading, this great drama story of Eli and Samuel, I really encourage you to go back and read the totality of that story. During daily mass, we've been hearing bits and pieces of it. Samuel, as a young boy, given over to the temple to learn the ways under Eli, the high priest, But just before the passage we have today, the Scriptures tell us that it had been a long time since they heard any prophetic utterances from the Lord, that the Lord had been quiet. But when we read this story, we know why. Because Eli had two sons, and those two sons were not good men. They gave themselves over to idolatry and infidelity, to the sins of the flesh, And their father did nothing to stop them, to reprimand them, to correct them. So the the chaos and the confusion that ensued in the body of believers because the leadership refused to act well, to correct the misdeeds of those who were given charge, the voice of the Lord went quiet. Not too different from our own day currently. It's hard to hear God's voice. It's hard to know what he's saying to us. It's hard to hear the John the Baptist in our life pointing to Jesus. Because like the sons of Eli, most of us have failed to heed the warning of of St. Paul in the second reading. Do you not know that you've been bought with a price? Do you not know that your body is not your own? Do you not know that you're supposed to flee sexual immorality? That's really what he said. Our our soft version says avoid immorality. But that powerful word of flee, it's a stronger word than avoid. And he's specific in the type of immorality he's warning the Corinthians against. Because I think that we could probably say our culture, our woke progressive culture, is much worse than the Corinthian culture that he was warning them against. The lifestyle, the behavior, the ideologies that the Christians of Corinth had fallen back into, maybe not be or, or, may not be as bad as what's thrown in our face daily. And given to us as something that's good and worth celebrating. And because we as a culture have accepted this, it's more difficult for us to hear God's voice. We're more easily led astray. We train ourselves to seek the next best thing that comes around that offers a momentary pleasure. Or we seek positions of power and, and privilege. Because that still small voice is undiscernible. That the yearning of our heart, the desires of our heart are being unmet. And we allow ourselves to be whipped into a frenzy about this, that, and every other thing. Samuel was was asleep next to the Ark of the Covenant. Symbolically... It's never good to be sleeping in the Scriptures. It's usually, not always, it's usually a bad sign that someone is not attentive. Samuel was sleeping because he did not yet know the Lord, and he did not yet know the Lord because Eli's misdeeds were impacting Samuel's encounter with the Lord. How many in our own lives are not able to hear God's voice because of the choices that we make in our own life. This is a serious charge that parents receive, that when you have your child baptized, you accept the responsibility of raising them in the faith and protecting them against the immorality that's so prevalent in our culture. How well are we doing? Samuel couldn't identify the voice of the Lord. Can our children... Can your children hear God calling to them and speaking to them? And can you help them hear his voice? This is the challenge that the scriptures give us today. Andrew and John in the gospel were willing to leave what was comfortable to follow Jesus. The same thing we had last week with the epiphany. With the Magi seeing the star willing to leave their comfort zone to follow. As we begin this new season of ordinary time where we enter into the adult life of Jesus, where that epiphany is being still given to us, that manifestation, the revelation of God is being made known to us through the adult life of Jesus. Are we listening well to his words? John was writing this gospel 50 or 60 years after the death of Jesus. It was such a a momentous moment in his life. And he knew so many details. Such a vivid retelling of the story of his encounter with the one who changed his life. Can you tell your story? Do your children know your story? Do your relatives, your family, your friends, do they know your story? Can you tell it with such precision as John tells his in the gospel today? He knew the exact hour that this took place. He knew the exact words that they were used that we had to translate for us. Are we so familiar with Jesus and his ways that we can tell that story? What are you looking for? And then that simple invitation of Jesus to come and see. This is the simple invitation of the gospel. We proclaim the saving message, and when someone asks a question, we say, come and see. Like Eli was able to point Samuel to the voice. John the Baptist was able to point John and Andrew to Jesus. And Andrew was able to point Simon to Jesus. Each one of us has that same invitation. That it's not just my life with Jesus. But each one of us is called to be the one that points others to Jesus. But we can't point to him if we don't know him. If we can't recognize his presence and hear his voice, how can we ever point someone else to him? And so if you still need a New Year's resolution, maybe this can be it. That you will make committed time each day to read the Bible. That you will spend time with him, listening to him. We're very good at oftentimes in our prayer of talking to Jesus. We need to practice listening. Training our ears to hear his voice. To make the commitment this year to spend time with the scriptures. But also make the commitment to come into the church to come and see where he dwells, because he is here. When John saw Jesus walking by, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. In just a few moments, I'm going to hold up that very same Jesus, and I will say those very same words. Behold the Lamb of God. Did the eyes of your heart allow you to see him? And are you willing to leave what's comfortable in your life to follow him wherever he leads you? And then are you willing to share that knowledge with someone else? This is the life of a disciple, this ordinary life that we are invited to. As we continue in this ordinary time and this revelation of Jesus is made more and more profoundly manifest in our lives, we pray for the grace to respond like Andrew and John did they were able to redirect people to Jesus with the simple phrase, we have found the Messiah. We have found the one that we've been waiting for. We have found the one for whom we seek. That very same Jesus is here. That very same Jesus is calling out to each one of us Come and see, and then go and tell. Amen.